Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Well, hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back. It's the week after Easter. We had a phenomenal Easter um, at the Grove where I lead, and 17 people making decisions to follow Jesus in water baptism. I'm joined by my new son, Rise, today. He is in and out of nap right now. So if you hear some some oohs and ahs, that's that's just my boy. And uh, we're giving mom a break right now. So let's jump into faith to follow. We're talking about what's next, you know, resurrection. We're going to take a look at just eight days after the resurrection, 2022 years ago, and see where the disciples were and... Um, and really where we are today, how does that apply to us? How does where they were going, how they were walking, what they were feeling, sensing, um, and really caring, uh, what does that have to do with us today? And so we learned last week that the, the, the Jesus resurrection means that we have restoration, that we have forgiveness, and that we have freedom uh, because today we can walk in who God's called us to be. And so um, many people have um, making a decision to recommit their lives or to rededicate their lives to reestablish that relationship or or simply just to reaffirm their faith. And so a lot of times when that happens, it seems like it might be too good to be true. And I think we've all had those moments in our lives where it's like, eh, you know, that's too good to be true. We've felt that, we've thought it. And sometimes we even walk and accept it. And then afterwards, like, man, this surely can't be as as good as it really is, right? This is really too good to be true. You know, I had so many people tell me that when it came to the transition to move from um, Michigan to Colorado. And so um, in that, it was it's pretty hard to carry because you have some really close friends that you seek counsel from. You know, iron sharpens iron. And so um, the fifth guy that I talked to, he said, he said, Dusty, I don't, I don't know that it's a too good to be true. He said, God's not into Ponzi schemes or multi-level marketing. God is a God of abundance and a God of more. God really gives you the desires of your heart. So, so too good to be true is not true with God because he's truer than that. And so then it could be easy this week to really jump ahead and, and move past what happened last week and just go back to the, to the, you know, the routine of life or, well, we got eight weeks of school left or four weeks of school left or, you know, can't wait for that summer vacation. And so we can just jump right into the grind of life and really forget what last week was all about. And so I don't want to do that today. You know, resurrection means life change. It means it means the death of something old and, and walking in something new. It's a new covenant, that blood covenant, which restores our relationship with God, restores your relationship with God. And so, um, which means you're walking new. You're walking new. And so in that, um, you might be experiencing this and the people that you know might be um, saying, well... I've, I've seen you before. I know your past, you know, and for them seeing is believing. It's not too good to be true. It's, it's, um, they're waiting. They're waiting for you to drop the ball to make a mistake. So you come in and say, Hey man, I've got my life right. I'm, I'm getting my, getting my stuff together. Um, their, their response is typically, yeah, I bet. I bet you did. I bet you did. We'll see. We'll see about that. And so the reality is, is once we remember the resurrection of Jesus, um, it's a great day. Um, it's a great day to move forward. And so then we don't want to go back to the grind of what we were doing before Easter. And we really don't want to um, 
to um, fall into a trap of, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff I have to do now. Because the reality is faith to follow really takes patience to grow. And so even though um, you just planted a seed in your affirmation, reaffirmation of your walk with God, everybody wants to see the full grown tree the next day. Well, I did this and so then here I am, right? I've arrived, it is finished, you know. And, and those around us want to see the fruit of that tree too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you did, then how come this, right? And so growth is a process though. Your faith is a personal journey and it's a different path than anyone else has ever walked. And so then don't compare um, yourself to others. Just enjoy yours. Don't compare yourself to others. Just enjoy yours. And so I want to, uh, I want to look at what's happening the week after the resurrection. Um, this is John chapter 20 verses 19 through 31. And, and it's, uh, it's essentially, how can you believe what Jesus gave you, right? And so in that, um, here's what it says. It says, in the evening of the first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because of their fear of the Jews. Then Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace to you. Remember, when we have that freedom, the freedom that God gives us comes with peace. It comes with peace. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. And so freedom brings you peace. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and so the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. That's a big action step today. That's John 20, verse 21. Everybody just heard their action step or their next step, right? So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. And then after saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive my Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven of them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, Thomas was missing here, right? And Thomas was, he was, he was out. He wasn't around. And so the other disciples, after they've seen Jesus, tell him, we've seen the Lord. And, and Thomas said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I don't see the mark of the nails on his hands and put my finger in the mark on those nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe is what Thomas says. And I think we can all relate to Thomas. Ever been there? Yeah, yeah, I'll see it when I believe it. And so after eight days, so a week later, uh, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them this time. And even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and he stood among them, and he said, what? Peace to you. Peace to you. You've now, you, you are covered with my blood. There's nothing to stress about. Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, hey, Thomas, <laughs> put your finger here and observe my hands. Reach out your hand to put it in my side. Don't be an unbeliever, but a believer. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Believe. And Thomas responded to him, My Lord, my God. And Jesus said, Because you've seen me, you have believed. But those who believe without seeing are blessed. Blessed are those who haven't seen. Blessed are the people who will never see and believe anyway. He's talking about us here. So it goes on to say, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written. These are written so that you, you the listener, may believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name. I think we can all identify with Thomas, unless I see it, unless I touch it. And the reality is this, Thomas believed everything that he had heard on the outside. But when the disciples were talking to him, it was all hearsay hearsay, hearsay. And I bet there was a lot of it because the disciples had seen him. They'd been with him. And so they knew. And what we need to see is eight days after the resurrection, Thomas believed more in the report that Jesus was dead than he did in the hope that Jesus was alive. And so 2,000 years later, 
2,000 years later, how much easier is it for us to be like Thomas? This is just eight days later. We're talking fresh. 2,000 years later, a lot of people still struggle with the same thing Thomas did. Jesus shows up eight days later. What's he tell Thomas? Don't be faithless anymore. And I get to be the one to remind us all of that today. And it's amazing. And so many of you, your example is going to speak to the faithless people in your life. The people who want to see it, who won't believe it unless they see it. Walking in a new relationship with Jesus means you have to realize they, the way that they used to see you is the way that they want to see you. Because the truth is we default to see what we've learned. We default to see what we've been told. We default to see what we expect. Our expectations are our greatest frustrations, right? So then when we don't see what we've been taught or what we expect, it's easy to be disappointed. Hmm, what do we say? Isn't what I thought it'd be. Man, I thought it'd be different. This is what makes faith so great. Because if it always went how you thought, you wouldn't need faith. If you already knew everything, what part would God play in your life? Faith to follow takes patience to grow, which requires trust in God. And the trust part is the part that we typically lack. We can say that we love God, but trust is a different ballgame because it causes us to have to open our hands. And so as we follow Jesus, we must identify who set the standard and the expectation for what we've looked for in the past and what those expectations really are. What do they have to do with our belief? This is where Jesus returned to life and living biblical principles really come into play. It's what he taught us. And it's the way that we are to live. And so you don't really have to see anything to believe. And you don't need to create anything. And there's no hype that's necessary. You don't need no hype man. You simply choose to believe and start walking. It's a decision that you make. And, and the, the truth is, your belief will become what you invest in, not what you imagine it to be. Your belief will become what you invest in, not what you imagine it to be. This is the difference between the seed and the full-grown tree. Growth. The difference you're missing is growth. Growth happens the more you water. The more you water something, the more it grows. You need water daily. Your relationship with God needs watered daily. When you water daily, you see good fruit, and so do others around you. John 14 says, If you'll stay connected to me, you'll bear much fruit. And so today... Just like eight days after the resurrection, Jesus says, peace to you. You can believe without seeing, and when you do, you'll experience my mercy and my grace because my spirit is with you. And that's good news, isn't it, buddy? And that's good news. And so then what's next? Look at verse 21. It says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. This is the Great Commission. This is the Great Commission. I love John's version. It's pretty short. I got it. If the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Matthew's version is a little bit different. It makes us feel good. There's depth to it. I want to take a look at it really quickly. It's Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And here's what it says. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Imagine that. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, and I'm giving it to you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the three baptisms, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And surely I'm with you always, and I'll be with you to the end of the age. This is our action step. It's a great commission. This is John 20, 21 in a nutshell. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And so what you'll see is we don't need faith to believe Jesus died and rose again. It's, it's, 
It's, a, it's crucial, and that's Romans 10.9. But we need faith to follow. He says, go. He says, I'm sending you. This means it's us. We're the church. We're the community of faith. Right here in the Gospels, the church is being deployed. Right here, it's being deployed. We are being deployed. And today, the truth is we see empty churches all over the country. And if all we do is sit and silent like unbelievers, nothing really happens. And the reality is, is a lot of people have that perspective. And that perspective is this. We see the Great Commission as a command to the disciples. And it's for them. It's not for us. The reality is they died a long time ago and they left it to us. And Jesus says, I won't return until everyone hears my name. This means we all have a responsibility. It means it didn't end with the disciples. We are those disciples. The birth of the church is my father sent me. Now I send you. Go. Go. And so what we have this week is the rebirth of the church. It's a rebirth of the church. Hundreds of thousands of people made decisions seven days ago. Seven days ago to follow God, to follow Jesus. In the first chapter of all the Gospels, Jesus says, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. We have to realize that Jesus is the bait. And the more that you grow in him, the more you reveal him to others. When you get water daily, you start to gain depth. You create a root system which allows you to let your light shine before all men, which allows you allows you to bear good fruit. What led Jesus to turn the church over to Peter? Have you ever thought about this? Jesus had, uh, Peter had denied Jesus three times. And then in a, in a walk, Peter confirms Jesus three times. And in that walk, it was Peter and Jesus and everybody else was following. It shows you that Peter was a leader. But the other thing you see is Jesus knew Peter's heart. And Jesus knew that Peter had faith to follow. Peter was wild, but the one thing Jesus knew was Peter had his heart. Had his heart. And so earlier in John chapter 6, Jesus is, I'm closing with this, Jesus has gone and he just got done telling everybody that he is the way, that he's the bread of life. And he's saying, therefore, um, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? And Jesus, knowing himself that his disciples were complaining about it, asked them, does this offend you? Does this offend you? Anybody know anybody who's offended by the Bible today? <laughs> then what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh does not help at all. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some among you who don't believe. It's true today. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who would not believe and the one who would betray him. He said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by my father. From that moment, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Therefore, Jesus said to the twelve, don't you want to go away too? Do you? He kind of double taps it. And this is where you find Peter's heart. And Peter answered, Lord, who will we go to? This should be our approach. This should be our posture. This should be our heart today. Lord, who will we go to? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One, the Son of God. And if we take anything away from today's message, it can be Peter's heart. Not that we turn back when the wind is not in our favor, 
or we, when we face a challenge that we didn't foresee, right? But we would cling to the words of eternal life, that we would cling to the truth. Start every day this week with the heart of Peter. Lord, to whom would I go? You are the way. I trust you. I need you. I believe you. Peter gives us a great example to follow. I'm just going to tell you every morning I ask God to help me be like Peter. Confess my faith in him. Refresh it every day, not just on Sundays, every day. Seek him every day. Rejoice every day. Because the reality is this, and it's our action step this week. Do not set idle. We cannot set idle. So your action step is simple. Do not set idle this week hoping. Go believing. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, when help comes, hope follows. Who needs to hear from you this week? Who, need, who do you know that needs hope this week? Who do you know that needs help? Call them. Be help, be hope, and be light. This is what living redefined really means. It's not my way, not my will, but your will, Lord. Let that happen. Let that happen through you so others can come to know who God is. He's a good God. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for the people in your circle. And He wants you to use your relational equity, your influence, to reach them. Father, thanks so much for the opportunity to share today. I ask you to bless the people who are hearing my words. They're your words, Lord. I ask you to fill their hearts, Lord. Open their hands and their hearts. Help them to receive. Help this seed. Help this word. Find its way into their hearts, Lord. Help them to never be the same. I love you, and I thank you for an amazing day, an amazing message. Bless our week. Be with our family, our friends, all those who need you. Help us to be a light and a bridge. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.